Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 83, Something's Bugging Me. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I've got a little giggle in my voice because this doesn't happen to us very often, but we actually just started the podcast about 30 seconds ago and Tony went off completely on a different tangent. tangent. And I'm like, that's not where we're going tonight. So this is take two. So let's run with it. Take two. Hope that you all have had a wonderful week. We've had one um, full of lots of adventures in many different ways and um, some that have really, you know, brought our marriage to the forefront Mm -hmm. Um, and what we do here with one and this weekend, um, both here in California and also in Ohio, both of our high schools had their 20th high school reunions. Yep. So yes, in case you're wondering, we're 37 and 38 if you can't do the math. Uh, and really just an, just an amazing opportunity this weekend. I did not attend my high school reunion. I'm living vicariously through all of the pictures that are being posted on Facebook. So thank you to the class of 91 from Watterson High School for posting those pictures. Um, but really need to just see those friendships from the distance and to see familiar faces. But we did go to Tony's right. reunion. Tony was on the planning committee. Um, there was only three of us on the committee. Okay, you were still on the committee. Yeah. And Tony was the ASB student body president Yes, when he was in high school. And so I didn't really have a choice but to attend the 20th reunion. With well, him. it wasn't just that. I We didn't make my tenure here. Did you have a tenure? We did have a tenure. Okay. You made what your tenure? I did go to my tenure. You did. You went to your tenure. So we went to my <laughs> 20 year here. And your your class will have, your class has them every five years. So yeah, we're good like that. We'll be lucky if we have a 30 year. Okay. So, and you know, I have to say, so much smaller reunion. Tony's graduating class is a lot smaller than mine. Um, but just a really neat opportunity. Once again, you know, we don't realize the impact that this always the impact that this podcast has on people or the, the impact that our actions have on others. And, you know, so I found myself in a room with, there was what, probably a total of 35 of us, yeah. 35, 40. And, you know, having the opportunity to talk to these people that went to high school with Tony, who have listened to us on the podcast, people I don't know, who, you know, know me as a face and a voice, but I no clue who they are. Well, and for me too, these are a lot of these folks I have not seen in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I went to Banning High School and graduated in 1991, left and honestly didn't stay in touch with many of these folks. Right. Just didn't uh, through Facebook now, yes, but to actually see them face to face and talk to them and see what's going on, that's this was the first time in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun and for Elisa and I to just sit down and like Elisa said, to talk to them about how the one podcast has touched their lives and their marriage was really, really cool. And 
I gotta say, for me, it's it's something. It's it's a dream of mine for us to get out there and start speaking more, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. One of the problems we have right now is just managing a an eight and a five year old and family, and how do we make it happen? Mm-hmm. One of the big things is, you know, my full time business, the Dent Dude, pays for all the bills. There is fear on my part to jump ship and take this to the next level with speaking and marriage retreats and other engagements of that nature. So there's a little bit inside of me that would love to see this grow more because we are having an impact obviously in your lives who are listening and others out there. It's just tough. And so it was one of those weekends though where I just felt like, wow, we need to be working more towards that. Yeah, it was really neat because I talked to a couple of your classmates um, you know, who have listened to us, uh, you know, over the last year plus. And, you know, it's funny because one of the gals, Nina, comes up to me and she's like, yeah, she goes, I tried some of the things that you've said. And she, her husband was standing right there and she's like, he didn't get it. And, you know, so it just, it opened up the, it opened up the conversation to, you know, sometimes you have to clue people in if you're trying something new that's completely out of the ordinary for what you've done in the past, then yeah, you do have to sometimes give them insight to the fact that you're doing something different. And um, you may not think you have to, but out of the ordinary, if it is out of the ordinary, they're, they're not maybe catching on. So it's always nice. If you're doing something new, just give your spouse a heads up. Be like, hey, I've been listening to this. This is something they've, they've said I should be trying to do. Can you get on board? Do you understand what I'm doing? Or, or just a heads up. Yeah. You know, because sometimes we look for a reaction from our spouses and when we don't get it, you know, I heard this from a couple of people this weekend. Well, I tried it, but I didn't, you know, like it didn't work for me. And it really, sometimes I think it's just because your spouse doesn't know what you're doing. And if you've never done it before, they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And so sometimes, like Tony said, you just say, hey, just trying something new. You don't even have to have a reaction to it. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to start doing this, whether it's the I love you because or, you know, sending a text during the day or whatever it is. Just keep Mm -hmm. at it. Trust me, they're going to like being on the receiving end of that, whether or not you get this big, I'm so glad you sent me that message today. You know, let's face it, we don't always do that, but it's always nice to know you're appreciated. Um, But just just a lot of fun. You know, one of the things I told Tony on the drive home last night was, you know, even though I'd never met, I think I've only met probably two or three of the people that were there. um, You know, I, I was like, okay, tell me what they were like in high school. And I'm laughing at the fact that, you know what, 20 years later, I, I could peg how they were in high school because some things just you don't, know, change. don't change. I mean, you are who you are, whether you're this is how you were in 1991 or 2011. Um, so it was really, it was just really a fun night and hearing, you know, some of the stories and looking at their pictures. Um, so those of you that have high school reunions or college reunions this summer know that we were traveling down that memory lane, uh, with you as well. And it was, it was fun to hear stories about Tony when he was younger, um, and just some of the adventures that they had in high school and, and to see some of these friends. And before many, many of these guys and gals, I went to school with from kindergarten all the way through high school, senior year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean these bandings a very small community, and so there wasn't like there were a lot of different schools in a district that they were going to, and no. and so you know these people have known each other since they were you know little squirts. Oh yeah, we only had one elementary, 
one middle school and then the high school and then the high school and then two like like a fourth grade school and a fifth grade school but that's weird but anyway. it, that's just the way it was set up that's the way it was set up <laughs> but you know it's it's fun it, it, this was the first time that Tony and I've been in sort of one of these social situations where we're so much kind of in each other's territory mm-hmm. you know where I was going in and I you know with the exception of two people that I knew was really walking into a room full of strangers and it's amazing how through this podcast and through the speaking that we've done and through sharing our lives with you, the room doesn't stay a room full of strangers long. No, not at all. And once you start talking about marriage, everybody's kind of like, oh, well, you know, how and why? And, and you, it, the podcast really becomes a catalyst to share this message, but also to really get to know people. I, I really found out some interesting you know, neat stories about what people want to do with their lives and what their dreams are. And when we talk about podcasting, we talk about writing a book. And I know you and I have talked about this on the podcast before. So many people have that, that desire to write a book inside of them. Yeah. Like I want to write this book on whatever X, Y, Z. And so it's neat to be able to say, well, we've written a book and you know, a couple of people that are, you know, eyes wide as saucers, you know, big eyes and, and, you know, they start talking to you about it and you're like, you know what, you can self-publish. You know, and adding, being able to add to someone's dream by saying, you know what, you can do this. Right. It is definitely a labor of love and you better be passionate about your subject because it's going to try you on so many different levels. And but make sure your spouse is on board with make you sure too. You, whether they're writing, they're co-authoring it or they just have to support you. Or they're just supporting, yeah. Either, Either way. way. Um, because it's not, you know, this one husband that I was talking to last night who has a desire to write a book. He's like, yeah, he goes, you know, I know it's going to be a lot of research. And I said, yeah, you know, and it's going to, it's going to take a lot of time because it's not, he goes, I know it's not like you just write it and it's done. And I said, absolutely. I wish it was because, you know, we'd write a lot more books that way. But, (laughs) you know, when you go through it and, you know, I had the opportunity to share with him how, once you get that book into a finished product that you can share with other people and you start to hear about the impact it has on their lives, you realize that the hours upon hours upon hours and revisions and drafts and shelving it for a while and pulling it back out and shelving it again and completely reconfiguring it, it's all had a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and so whatever your dream is, you know, you just got to stick with it. And, you know, sometimes it ends up the final product is not exactly what you started out with, but still the dream is realized. Right. And, and as Elisa brings that up, we're on episode 83 this week. Mm -hmm. And so we're coming up on two years of podcasting for us and we have a listener survey for you guys and we want you to fill this out and really take it to heart. If you could answer it, you know, as best as you can and give us your feedback. Uh, go to one extraordinary marriage.com. You'll see the listener survey on the right hand side. Just click that button. It'll take five to 10 minutes. And the purpose for this is one, we want to know who you guys are more than just the emails and the voicemails we get and talking to you on Facebook. Secondly, we want to know where to take this podcast and this show. What do you see that you like and dislike? Mm-hmm. Where could we make changes? Is it 
Is it too long? Do you want it shorter? Do you want specific segments in the show? We've, we've run the same way for two years, almost two years now. We've made some adjustments as we've heard back from you, but this is really something we want to dive into as well because we're here to serve you and we want you to get the most that you can out of each show. So be honest, be truthful. If you have more than what is there and you really want to go in depth a little bit more, please email me at asktony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. I would love to have some conversation with you. We're always learning. We're always growing. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I just feel there's time for a change after 83 episodes of doing what we've been doing. I don't know what that change is and I want to hear from you. So that way, if we go down that road, it's not completely off basis. What, what are you laughing about? I'm laughing because I, I love the show the way it is. And so your desire to change it, I'm like, oh. It's changed for good though. No, I know it's changed for good. I just, okay. I, I like what we do and I like the way we do it. And that's not to say that I'm not open to changing it. I just also, in some respects, and you as our listeners can let us know, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand that. But at the same time, there's always areas to grow and adjust and impact more lives. True. So when I'm looking at our show, I'm looking at it going, okay, we have an awesome listenership, but how do we get out there and impact even more lives? You know, that's the way I see it. I know. Okay. I know. And those of you that have already responded, thank you. Yes. Um, we have already begun to get feedback. You guys have found it on the website and um, we do appreciate that because it's already starting to just give us a better picture of who's listening to the show and areas that, um, you know, are working really well and, you know, just it helps. Yeah. It totally. helps. This, this is a comprehensive listener survey. Mm -hmm. So please just fill it out. One extraordinary marriage.com. Let's hit our week. So, um, Thursday, Thursday night. Okay. We've been leading a small group on strip down our book at church, which has been amazing. Um, this has just really challenged us and it's, it's also sh kind of shaping where the future goes. It goes with the podcast because they're bringing up a lot of good topics. But so we go and do the small group and we come home and for probably the last two weeks, Alex has just been complaining that his head itches. I think it's been more than two weeks, but okay. okay. So I don't know how long it's been a while, but you know, he's an eight year old boy and who sweats really hard, he's plays been really, hard, really hard, you know, swimming, just doing all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, we're like, okay, well maybe you need to, you know, maybe you're not washing your hair. Okay. So we're, you know, doing all this kind of stuff. So this has been the last few weeks. And so finally Thursday night, he's just like, mom, it, really really itches and i'm like all right you know what honey let me just go google what this could possibly be so i go and i google it and sure enough when you type in children's itchy scalp or something to that effect uh, the first three or four all come back with check for head lice <laughs> and i'm thinking there's no way my kid has lice we haven't been in school where would we possibly get lice but okay i'll check his head and this is mind you about 9 15 on thursday night and we're all a little burnt and tired just from a, a long, long day, day. So sure enough, I go over and I check Alex's head. And what do I see? I see a little louse walking around his head. And I'm like, oh, good grief. Really? Like alive. That's alive. Not a good thing. 
So, of course, he's all like, oh, I have lice. Let me go tell dad. So he runs into Abby's room and tells Tony and Abby, I've got lice. <laughs> Great. And thus starts the 48 hours of lice infestation in our home. Right. Because <laughs> once Alex had it, we had to check Abby. And, of course, Abby has live lice, lice in, in her, her head. head. And, and we're not talking one or two we're talking multiples yeah i can't remember how many live ones there were enough that it was just getting gross gross so tony runs to the henry's which is more of a natural food store and you know talks to them gets tea tree oil comes back and start putting in their heads and we're finding out that you know what we, we have a much more serious problem here than just you know a lice or a louse and um, so I'm going to Walmart. Mind you, it's now 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, because we've given the kids showers. And, and and the tea tree oil is is combined with your shampoo. And it just helps. We're going to go all natural here. We're, there are other products out there. And, and probably some of you have used them. They're, I, I they're, just, ve- they're very hev- heavily chemical based. We're just not into that. So, so 10 o'clock, Elise is running to Walmart. Yep. And, you know, buying all of the natural stuff. <laughs> Come home. We start putting this, I don't know, lice-free gel into our kids' hair. Mind you, this product has to sit on their hair for an hour. Right. So we're looking at like 11.30, 11.45 before we can even take it off their heads. Right. Because you have to you have to take this gel and l- literally just every single inch of their scalp and their hair, you have to massage it in and just get it in there, get it in there, make sure it's all there. And then... You put a shower cap over their head and it sits on their head for an hour. So like Elisa said, it's 1030 by the time this is done. So now at 1130, we need to get this stuff off. And it's not just a simple like, hey, comb through real quick and you're done. No. And mind you, our kids are passed out at this time. They are just, we threw a movie in and just said, hey guys, just chill. They are passed out. And Alex, for one, and he knows it. We make fun of him. And he, he laughs like there's no tomorrow. When the kid is out, the kid is out. Yeah, until his body is ready to wake up, he's not doing anything. He's not going to wake up. And and so I'm on the ground sort of trying to rouse him up. I'm like, Alex, come on, dude. You got to get up. You got to get up. And he's heavy. He's a, he's a big, lean kid, strong. He's 75 pounds, I'd say, at this point in time. Sure. And I'm just trying to pick him up. And then, you know, he's just sitting there just completely groggy. He's totally boneless when he's sound asleep. And And, and so I'm getting him going. Elisa's getting Abby going. You have to comb through once, get out as much as you can, do a big old wash, scrub out all that gel, do another uh, comb through. And then after that, we also had something else, like another type of gel that you put him to bed in with. Right. Right. So, so the other part of this was is that while the kids were having their hour with it on their heads, yes, um, I find out that I've got lice. And yes, Lisa has lice too. So because right. I'm like, you know, I should probably check my head. And so I go into the mirror and like right in front, I'm like, you know, standing there in the mirror. It's so funny. Like you guys can see me doing this right now because I'm actually pretending like I've got the mirror in front of me. And uh, sure enough, there's a little booger just walking around my hair. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So I've got lice. So not only do we have to treat the kids, we've got to treat me. And then if you've never had lice in your house, I'm going to share with you that it requires washing everything. 
So in the matter of one hour, when we discover all of this and, and, you know, start this process, my laundry basket, well, it wasn't even a basket. I mean, the mound of laundry between all the blankets and pillows and towels and every clothes, everything was probably four feet high. Oh, it was just astronomical. And you just got to wash everything and dry everything on high uh, heat. Everything's on high heat. I can't, I mean, starting Friday morning at about seven, my washer and dryer ran until about 4.30 that afternoon. And then I was finally like, you know what? I'm done. I I don't even care if the, I, I just, I'm done. Yeah. And so you're probably all sitting there going, okay, so you had lice. Great. Well, how does this deal with marriage? (laughs) Well, this is the thing. And this is where we find it interesting because at times when something like this hits, how do you work under pressure together? Right. You know, that's, that's where this show is going. And we're going to talk about it's how do you guys react under pressure? And I'll tell you, for Elisa and I, it was one of those occasions for us where we just looked at each other and we just, we just, it was, we were on the same page. To, to the point where, you know, Friday, Tony and I are talking and, you know, Thursday night, we're just going. It's like, okay, you get one kid's head, I get one kid's head, we get both their heads going, then he's got to take care of my head and, you know, we're just doing this. And, and it wasn't like, you do this, no, you do that. No, I, you know, I mean, Folks, it's Thursday night. I'm, you know, on day two of the three days that I have to initiate sex. Obviously, we're not having sex. So, you know, not only are we dealing with all of this, but Tony knows that he's not getting any sex for the next two days because I'm probably not even safe to be near in addition to the fact that we've got bugs all over. Right. You know, and so he calls me on Friday just to check in, see how things are going and I've had this amazing revelation that lice really was not such a bad thing for us to get. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, Elisa, we have lice in our house. And I said, but think about it. We discover that we have lice in our house at 9.30 at night after we've come home from small group, kids have played all day. And what happens? We spend the next four hours, because I don't think we went to bed till like 1 or 1.30. It was almost 2 taking care of the kids, taking care of the house. Our kids miraculously did not cry when we were running these crazy little knit combs through their hair, which our kids' heads are, they're very tender headed and like the whole yanking thing. So they're not crying when we're doing this. They're, they're in pain and we obviously don't want to be hurting them, but we've just got to get through this process. And he and I are just, you know, the kids are in front of a movie. We're just, going through the comb we're just doing it together you know we are both getting tired but you know what it just has to be done and i find myself on friday talking to him on the phone going how awesome was that last night like we just we hit on all cylinders we're exhausted you're checking in on me today which i love because i just need to like just tell you that I'm, t- I know, you know, I'm tired, but I just need to tell you that I was tired. Yeah. And you know what? The kids are, are dealing with it. We're all dealing with it and nobody is getting cranky. Yeah. And, and here's some things I want to just point out and some key tips that maybe you can, that can be a takeaway for each of you guys when you get into this sort of this crunch time. And for me, years past, I would have just been like, oh my gosh. And you know, I would have spent a lot of energy and a lot of time making up all these excuses why I couldn't help. Or, 
you know, this isn't my deal. You go take care of it. I got to go to work tomorrow. Or I got my last day of, and I did complete insanity this week. So it was like my second to last day of, of completing insanity. I have not missed a day. I could have made up all the excuses in the world. And for those of you out there, I think one of the biggest tips is instead of wasting a bunch of energy on trying to make excuses why you can't, just get in there and do. Mm. And I will tell you, that was one of the things that I had to, I had to realize very quickly because once we found out what it was and what we were dealing with, I just, I, I just had to sit there very quickly and go, okay, either A, I can just get in here and help out and do everything I can or I can start putting up a fight, which wasn't going to do me any good. It wasn't going to do the family any good. But you guys know, just like I do, we only have split seconds to make those decisions. And we have those choices to make each and every day. So when you get into a situation like that, it may take you a couple of deep breaths, but just realize that you can waste a lot of time and energy why you can't. Maybe just do it and you'd be surprised what can happen in your marriage and the bond that you have together. Absolutely. You know, and and that was part of that reflection on Friday when we were talking. You know, I mean, I could take us in my mind, I could take us back three, four, five years where I would have been the one up with the kids. Tony maybe would have been doing some laundry. Like that would have been the extent that he would have helped out. But I would have been the one running to both the stores. I would have been the one massaging heads and combing heads and rinsing heads and, you know, doing all the kids stuff. Getting totally ticked off that the extent of his contribution was going to be doing the laundry. Now, don't get me wrong. We had so much laundry to do. That would have been helpful. But I needed his engagement with the kids and so him doing that without it without me having to ask I mean it really does kind of tie into that uh, to last week's podcast on just manning up I mean you just you just did it you knew what needed to be done and didn't have to ask just right. uh, we have two kids two heads it was a really cool bonding experience <laughs> actually you know when you have when you when you have two kids that are dealing with it we were sitting out in our garage you know we both had our lice combs. Kids are watching a movie in the garage, and we're just sitting there side by side. Oh, man, I found one. Is this one? Yes. And, you know, we're talking. The kids are pretty much engaged. We're talking with them a little bit. But Elisa and I actually got a bond through this, which is really weird because you don't think about in a time of like, gosh, you're dealing with lice and all, and it's late at night that you're bonding. But we actually did. And it's in these little things that we we don't think that are big in our lives in our marriages where you can still have such a bonding experience and i really do believe you have that choice just like i had that choice guys to go okay am i gonna go after this and help out or am i gonna make excuses you know and so we'd be having a much different podcast oh we <laughs> totally would and i think a lot of you understand that a lot of you have been through this. We have been through this where it becomes a blame game. And so I, I wish I could say, oh, it just comes so easily. But I think it's just this transformation that happens over time when you start really engaging your spouse, you're engaging your family. And even though it sucks, you still just stand up there and just go, okay, I'm going to do it. Don't get me wrong. When my head hit that pillow... <laughs> It was lights out, lights out. I mean, I was 
done. Needless to say, we did not get up at 5.15 to do our workouts the next day. But, you know, it's interesting that you bring up engaging the family, too, because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine on Friday, just kind of getting her caught up. She had left a message, you know, a couple days earlier. I was just like, oh, I need to call her. And so we're talking. And she's like, she goes, is this an answer to prayer? And I said, are you kidding me? Like, I pray for lice? (laughs) You know? But you know, as I was talking to her, we you know go off on another tangent. I realized that one of the things I have been praying for is the opportunity to spend more time with the kids, and to be more engaged with the kids. And let me tell you, when you've got lice in your house, and so your kids can't play with their friends over the summer, and you're every two hours, I was roughly checking their heads to see what was going on. So I have to be, you know, we're talking, we're spending time together, and for our son physical touch is his love language mm-hmm. and so while he didn't appreciate the little knit comb he loved the time with me and tony going through his head and, and just the massage you know because you have to massage them you know putting all these creams in you're massaging their heads and just spending time and i, I realized you know we were talking about god's sense of humor this is really kind of a funny way to get me to spend more time with my kids because i had to clear my calendar for friday not that there was a lot of stuff on the calendar, but we couldn't go do the things that I had wanted to do. And so it was like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch movies and we're going to, you know, color and, you know, we're just going to lay low. Your friends can't come in the house. We can't do these kinds of things. Um, we're just going to be together. And I realized, you know what? Not only was this a really great opportunity for Tony and I to see where we've come in the last few years. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we still had you know, little things over the weekend where, you know, you just misfire. Um, But also just to spend the time with the kids and to realize that, you know, we called this episode, something's bugging me. I just kind of to play on the lice, but to realize that anything in your life, if you look at it with the right perspective can be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Lice this weekend was a blessing for our family. No, don't get me wrong. My children will tell you that having lice is miserable. And I agree. But the lessons that we learned and the perspective that we have by having had lice in our family for the last three days has been a priceless gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at my relationship with my husband and say, you know what? When push comes to shove, when things are really yuck he stepped right up i didn't have to ask you know he's just like do you want to you know first thing out henry's okay who's going and he took off because i was still in the preliminary stages of just kind of getting our bearings on everything so he's out the door you know all throughout the night even the next day all this weekend it's just been this give and take so that not one of us finds ourselves completely depleted. And that's what you want in a crisis situation, but not just in crisis. You know, it's taking that same skill set and bringing it to daily, you know, kind of your normal everyday everyday activities. It's, you know, some of what we talked about last week where, you know what, this needs to be done. Okay, who's going to do it? You or me. And not having the, well, I don't want to, but, Okay, we both know the garbage needs to go out. Can you, you know, I'm sweeping out the garage. Can you take the garbage out? Sure. You know, you're saving me from sweeping out the garage. It's it's making the bed in the morning so that the other person doesn't have to. It's, hey, I know you're going to be out this afternoon. Can I run to Costco? 
you know, you're going to find that your marriage is going to run a little bit smoother when you approach it from an attitude of service. And that's really what we had this weekend. Mm-hmm. Our marriage had a service perspective on it. It wasn't, well, what about me? It was what's best for our family right now. You know, and and having that, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, it's like I have a Susan Tony, you know, we get into bed. Well, actually, it was Friday morning. We didn't even make it to bed Thursday night because it was so late. And, you know, like I know I'm, I, I know it's my time, you know, I'm like, okay, now it's Friday and I know we're going to be exhausted on Friday and, you know, even Friday night. Well, and then Friday night's sort of funny because we're, we're still dealing with all this. And at this point in time, it's a real big push because I want Elisa to come to the reunion. That's right. That that's the other part of this whole drama. I want her to be at the reunion, and and I am having to come to terms that she may not be able to make it because if she has live lice, she's not coming to the reunion and infecting everybody else. I <gasps> fortunately did not have any, so that's really cool. But I remember just falling to bed on Friday night, just super tired, and he, you know, again, it's a late night because we we're just dealing with the kids and everything that's going on there. And Elisa, one of her favorite things to do before bedtime is to read. I mean, Elisa can read and she just loves it. But I look over and I go, turn off the light. You're going to be cranky tomorrow morning. You know, and, and she just shot a little, I need to read. And I just said, okay, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that I know you need your sleep. So just make sure you get to bed at a decent time. And so even within this period of time where we're really connecting, there are still those instances where, hey, she snapped at me. Honestly, I didn't get mad. I just rolled over and I went to sleep. I said my piece. I just, I just, and my thing was too. And I just said, if you get up tomorrow morning, you're cranky because you didn't get enough sleep. Please do not take it out on me. <laughs> and and she did it. And, and that was good. I didn't fight her tooth and nail to that i just go hey it's cool i'm going to sleep and again i i just fall asleep because i i was just so tired exhausted. so just so just tired from it and but that, but that you know let's talk about me getting to the reunion because that was a big deal and you know once we knew that i wasn't going to my reunion and that i was going to yours and for a number of different reasons um you know now i'm suddenly faced with the situation 24 hours ahead of the reunion where it looks like I'm not going to be able to go. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that impacts whether or not the kids can go to their grandparents, which they really wanted to do. But again, no live lice or you're not traveling with live lice. So we needed to make sure they got it under control. And then, you know, me as well. And I knew that he wanted me to go. You know, we've been together. I mean, it's our 20th reunion. Tony and I have been together 17 years. So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of one of those things that have been a big part of his life since, you know, they graduated from high school. And he could have been, and in the past would have been, a real bear about the fact that this might not work out the way he wanted it to. Yeah. I mean, you would have been I would in have years been very, past. Very irritated. You would have been really irritated, and we would have all felt the brunt of that, even though this was a situation completely out of everyone's control. Right. And instead, you're just like, you know what? We're going to do everything we can to get everybody where they need to go. You know, we'll treat the kids. We'll do the extra treatments. 
you know, we're just going to, we're going to be aggressive with this and we'll make the final call Saturday morning. And that's what happened. And everybody got to go to their respective places. I mean, we, our, our kids, this natural stuff that we're using smells like licorice. And I think my kids are just totally burned out on licorice, the smell right now. But you know what? It's working. And yeah. they tolerated it. We tolerated it. We worked together mm-hmm. and had a really great weekend. You know, it kind of brings us full circle to how we opened the show. But, you know, I really want you guys this week as you think about, you know, whether it's the normal everyday stuff that you're going through or when you're in a crisis situation where something completely unexpected throws you for a loop, how do you and your spouse react? You know, do you come at it from the attitude of the attitude of service where you can say, okay, what can I do right now to make things better, or at least to be moving things forward? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been at you, if you can't answer that question or you haven't been doing that, now's the time to start. Because I will guarantee you that when you make that perspective shift, you're going to see changes in, in the feeling of your marriage. Yeah. Because even though we've been working this road for a couple of years now, seeing our reaction to each other on Thursday night and throughout the weekend, you know, it gave me the opportunity when my daughter asked me, well, do, do husbands and wives, are they still boyfriend and girlfriend? And I had the opportunity to tell her, yeah, you know what? I am your daddy's girlfriend. I'm his wife and his girlfriend. And when you're working on the same page, when you're doing that together and serving each other, you have that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it's a pretty sweet thing. Yeah, totally was. It was a great, it was a great experience. And and we hope that you guys can have those in your marriage. You know, take the steps that you need right now. Work on one of the 13 keys that we talk about and strip down. Take it for a ride for 30 days. Give it a go. See what happens. See the change that happens. The worst thing that could happen, if it doesn't do anything in 30 days, you can always go back to where you were. Mm-hmm. And Elisa and I look at our marriage every single day and we just go, hey, what can we be doing? Where can we be working on it? What changes can we make? And every step of the way hasn't been perfect, but we've made changes, progressive changes over the last four years. And those changes are where we are today. So if you're sitting in a rut or you're sitting in a hole and you're going, well, that's just not going to work for me, take a 30-day challenge of some sort. Be it communicating with each other. Be it looking at your finances. You know, Be it digging in spiritually with each other. Whatever it may be. Go take a challenge for yourselves and see what happens. All right? Have yourselves a great week. Please get over to oneextraordinarymajors.com. Take the listener survey. We want to know what you like about the show, what you dislike about the show. If you have more questions or comments, hit me up. Ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Again, enjoy your week. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 
1-800-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com and while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.